Hi, my name is Jen. I'm a holistic nurse practitioner, and I'm here to tell you that your body can heal. I've healed eight different chronic and autoimmune conditions that had me bedridden sick with little hope for my future in my 20s. I've created this podcast to inspire you and give you the tools to heal your body, your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your life. This podcast is for patients, practitioners, and people who want to listen from the place where spirit and science meet. As we heal our body, we have a body that moves well, thinks well, loves well, and that is a body we want to be in for this life to carry out our soul's work. I'm so glad you're here tuning in with us. Now let's get to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Inspire Health by Jen podcast. I am so excited for another episode with you all. And we have had raving reviews from Brooke's podcast episode seven, just two weeks ago. And you all had more questions on birth control facts and healing PCOS away for good. And as the show goes, ask and you shall receive. So let's get into it. What you may not have been told about birth control. So this episode, we are going to break down. We're going to talk about birth control. We're going to talk about some root cause reasons. And then I'm literally going to give you a roadmap and exact steps to follow to heal your hormones, to heal PCOS. And PCOS is not all that different in a treatment approach than endometriosis, like Brooke and I talked about, but it's a different disease process within the body. But remember, if it's on the show and we're talking about it, your symptoms can be healed and it can go away for good. Let's talk about birth control, shall we? To be honest, I was a pill popping anti-contraceptions. To be honest, I was pill popping anti-contraceptives since my late teenage years. Why? Because the pill promised me things like clearer skin, reduced cramping, lighter and shorter periods, as well as pregnancy prevention. Should I need that? Said all my doctors, right? And wow, what a miracle drug I naively thought. To top it off, all my friends were doing it too. They all had their little birth control alarm set on their phones and the FOMO in me was like, I got to have this in my life. And then we would take it out at school and take it in front of me. And I was like, wow, I want that. It was like literally a trend being set. But later down the road, I started dealing with complications that came with unnatural contraception methods. So I'm going to tell you all about the details of my story and how the pill negatively affected my health. And so that together we can discover alternative options that may be the best option for you in this season, or maybe not. And all ladies, do not get me wrong. If hormonal contraception is the only option you currently have to protect yourself, then I support you. I really do. I have plenty of clients who stay on the pill because that is what they believe is best for their body, and I support them. However, I am speaking to the masses here, the rest of us who have so many options to reduce our unwanted womanly symptoms and avoid pregnancy until we're ready to be a mother, this message is for us. So if you're currently taking birth control, I do want you to consider why you're taking the pill, the ring, or the IUD. 
are you being prescribed this method because your man is pressuring you into being solely responsible from protecting you both from unwanted pregnancy? Are you carrying that load on yourself? Or is this method a form of freedom and empowerment provided by your doctor? Make sure your choice is for you and not anyone else. And you're getting information, not judgment, not a decision. This is information. So now that we've gotten that discussion out of the way, we can start on a clean slate. And let's rewind about 10 years ago to when I practically know more than that. Yeah, more than like 15. (laughs) The time flies. Oh my gosh. About 15 years ago, when I practically skipped out of my OBGYN's office with my new birth control script in my hand, and what my doctor did not tell me before I started pill popping was that the pill is actually a Band-Aid and not a cure. And it would indeed make my PMS symptoms worse later on. Okay. I don't necessarily blame my practitioner then. And the irony is that her name is Jennifer too. Oh man, we had two different Jennifers in the room. There are different thoughts. She was doing for me what she was taught was best for me. I do blame the pharmaceutical companies for their biased ad claims, campaigns, their profit-driven propaganda, and failure to present clearly what taking the drug can actually do for you and to you. And that good old gal practitioner, Jennifer, she just was doing like what she was taught was good. And I do remember something in me being like, that's, that's all you have to offer me for what I'm experiencing It's the pill. There's nothing else. And that was just what I did. I truly believe my years of hormonal contraception were one of the major catalysts to the deterioration of my health, which propelled me into autoimmune diseases and chronic illnesses. You can go back and listen to my story if you're new to this show, but why? The steroid hormone content of the drug, the pill, was suppressing my immune system so it cannot fight off the virus stimulating the manifestation of autoimmune disease in my body. So the pill knocked my immune system down and there was all this crap going on. The pill contains synthetic hormones or endocrine disruptors, chemicals that can be thought of as pseudo hormones. These hormones can do a few of the same things that our natural hormones do, okay? Like attaching to receptors, like a key fitting into a lock, but they don't necessarily open the door or open it fully. So like hormones, it's a key into a lock, door opens. We have this beautiful synthesis happening in the body. Pseudo-hormones, it's like something's off, like the door's off the frame or we can't fully open the door. It's like substituting diesel fuel for gasoline in a car that doesn't take diesel. It may pour into the tank. So birth control pseudo-hormones may pour into the tank. They might get in the body, but clearly will deliver a different outcome when the gas pedal is pressed, which in turn wreaks havoc on your body. And I get it. You might've been taking the pill and you're like, literally, I feel fine. And that is great. You need to have this information. As a nurse practitioner that was never taught this, I know it is one of my reasons I am on earth with this loud mouth to give you all this information. 
So hormonal contraception, I later used other methods like the NuvaRing. I started with ortho tricycline low. I did Yaz, Yasmin. There was another one in there. I remember Yasmin. Whoa. <laughs> I remember taking that thinking, I'm going to kill someone. I am nuts. And that's exactly what was happening. And most hormonal contraception bottom out your hormones so that you don't get pregnant. And mine were definitely bottoming out because I was having all the low estrogen symptoms of like rage and just estrogens all over the place, progesterone being low. It, it was a mess. So the pill I was taking, I know started to contribute to my poor digestive health. And then later early stage PCOS, as well as full-blown endometriosis. I had it all. I was so lucky. Endo, PCOS, pelvic inflammatory disease at the time, which I just thought was normal. I was told that it just was, was normal for your, your cervix to hurt. And no, ladies, our cervix is not supposed to hurt when it is touched or we touch it. When our bodies are overwhelmed with pathogens, toxins, illness, our bodies are so smart. And one of the first things that they do to protect is our reproductive system. So our body is like, ah, Epstein-Barr, COVID, watch my podcast, it's gonna be censored for that now. Um, Other viruses, the flu, like whatever, whatever junk is getting in there, shingles, ugh, still recovering from that one. (laughs) But we, we get foreign invaders, right? And our body is like, oh my gosh, my womb, my cervix, my ovaries, the life giver, like the holy grail of my body. And one of the very first places they inflame to protect is around our reproductive health. Our body puts up this great wall of inflammation, protect and heal our reproductive capabilities first. Our body clearly wants to preserve its ability to be fruitful and multiply. And so inflammation If you think of it like the great wall of China in your front yard, well, you're super protected. You're in there in your house behind the great wall. And so you have friends coming down the road. You have neighbors wanting to come by. You have helpful things like hormones and nutrients and glucose and nothing can get in your house because of this inflammation wall. But then you also have, you know, some midnight burglars and some riffraff running around your neighborhood and well, they can't get to your house because of inflammation. So, which is that great wall. So we bring down the inflammation and then we don't have that great wall protecting us from good things. And then we can use, we can like set up soldiers or guards outside of our body, PRN as needed, or just, you know, whenever you feel like your body's not a safe environment to protect your body, your body knows how to protect itself too. So then I had all these short-term side effects like bloating, nausea, mood swings, weight gain that ensued after beginning the synthetic birth control. Like so much changed for me after that. And I had no idea. And I'm not sure that you could tell me why I was taking it, what was happening. I'd probably been like, oh no, I'm fine. But you watched what happened to me over the years. And the pill was, it's not the only thing, but it was catalyst. And these were enough pieces of evidence to make me question the necessity for hormonal contraception when I got several years in. So why do 
symptoms happen when we begin taking pharmaceutical birth control. And I know there's the pill, there's like patches and rings and IUDs. There's all the things. Let's just lump it in together. And I promise you, if CVS or your regular doctor's office makes it, it's not in your best interest. I know that's a pretty extensive blanket statement, but I want you to hear like maybe you're on the super new or other kind of birth control we're not mentioning. They don't have your best interest in mind, promise. And there's other ways to protect yourself from pregnancy and heal your symptoms. Okay, so why do symptoms happen when we start birth control? So rather than containing the natural hormones, the synthetic versions of endogenous estradiol, progesterone, these are what's used to prevent a woman from ovulation. And that simultaneously changes the composition of the uterine lining and cervical mucus. And that is really the protection against pregnancy. But mother nature, AKA our bodies, she's never seen these synthetic versions of these hormones at any time in human evolution. So she's like, what do I do with these? In a sense, these synthetic hormones are endocrine disruptors or the pseudo hormone chemicals. And remember, they can do some of the same things, but not all of the same things. And each form of birth control is manufactured a little bit differently, but the premise of, I'm going to call them fake hormones, sorry if that offends you, remains the same across the board. Different hormones affect the body in different ways. Estrogen, for example, can cause cells to grow and make it easier to produce antibodies against infections that we don't want. While progesterone can affect T cells and T cells help the body, T cells, I don't know why that sounded so funny, help the body respond to different invaders like bacteria and viruses, which when we're living with chronic illness, that's what we're having a hard time clearing out of our body anyways. So literally every woman with autoimmune or chronic conditions like PCOS, endo, is progesterone and quite possibly all hormones deficient. The two go hand in hand. Like I don't even usually run a hormone panel when I meet with an autoimmune or chronically ill woman because I already know her hormones are not optimal. So we look at all the other pieces first, like nutrition or detox pathways, her adrenals, what is her sleep like? Is she on birth control? What other Medicaid like? And then hormones are usually the last piece, because sometimes they will, with all other healing efforts, crack themselves on their own. So hormonal birth control can also suppress gonadotrophins, hormones secreted in the pituitary gland, which just means, and bottom line in this whole spiel is the consumption of artificial hormones throws off your ability for natural hormone production. And this means chaos for the immune system. So here's a little hormone and immune system analogy I like to give, because that's just what kind of teacher I am, analogies. All right, so imagine you're back in high school at the high school football game, and you're watching that awesome, crazy flying cheerleader be thrown around by her squad doing all these cool flips and tricks. And you're like, dang, that's impressive. Those are your hormones. They do cool things and they are impressive. I mean, 
think about athletes taking steroids. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. They can do some impressive stuff. The base of that flying cheerleader is her whole method of operation. That's how she flies. That's how she works. That's how she can do what she does. If your hormones are the flying cheerleader, your immune system is the base. And it's really important that we understand that if you have hormone dysfunction, you have immune dysfunction. If you're working on your immune system, you're going to see improvement in your hormones. So let's talk about from the data, common long-term complications of birth control. And if you're on the pill or someone you love is, maybe you just check in and do a little mini assessment, your own little medical assessment and see if you're experiencing any of these. Number one, poor digestive health. Did you know the pill is just as destructive on your gut health as antibiotics? I wish someone would have told me that years ago when I was taking it and wondering why IBS, SIBO, Candida were growing out of control in my gut. It was like one thing got better and the next overgrew and I was always miserable. And my mom would always tell me, you always say your stomach hurts. I'm like, cause it does all the time, mom. And she was right, but I didn't want to do anything about it. I wasn't ready. <laughs> the pill can make women estrogen dominant and pathogens in this environment which will lead to bacterial and yeast overgrowth. So the pill is going to skew your hormones in all different ways. And a lot of times we're seeing infections in the gut and estrogen is not bad. We want estrogen. Trust me, as someone who's been estrogen deficient, you feel like you're a woman again, when you get your estrogen back in check, we just want our body's natural balance and hormonal composition to take place from our own hormones or things that support our own hormones. We don't really want to take that over with, with fake hormones. So oral contraceptives and most forms of birth control adversely affect gut flora, which also adversely affects estrogen metabolism. Because a lot of the estrogens like the xenoestrogens and too much estrogen is cleared through the gut and through the liver. So you want to make sure your gut health is good. Your liver's working properly. You're going to the number two, plenty of times a day, like detox pathways have to be open or those estrogens will build up. And it's the xenoestrogens that compete for the receptor sites. And when they start to win, that's when we start to get things like breast cancer. There is a lot of misinformation in the hormonal healing space that any kind of estrogen is bad is, and if you take it. And we're going to talk just a smidgen on hormones here at the end. It's a hot, hot topic for me. Another soapbox, but estrogens really aren't bad, especially the kind that our body produces or is exactly like what our body produces. It's the xenoestrogens and the imbalances and the closed off pathways. When these things build up that we get into trouble. Okay. Back to what I was talking about. (laughs) A recent Harvard Harvard study linked oral contraceptives to a 300% increase in risk for irritable bowel disease, such as Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. So think about it. If you have anything going on with your gut, have you taken birth control? And you might still need to have some recovery from the birth control you took five, 10, 15 years ago, or examine if you want to continue right now. Okay. So another common long-term complication of birth control 
is a mood disorder. 75 to 80% of the time when I see a woman for hormonal imbalance and she comes to me and she's like, I want to balance these naturally. I'm interested in bioidenticals, whatever it is. She's like, oh, and I have anxiety and depression. This is Jen's clinical pearl statistic. This is has not taken place in a study that I have read. And if you find one, please send it. I'm sure it's out there because it's literally like I keep little tallies. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. 75 to 85% of women with anxiety and depression are misdiagnosed. It's actually hormonal imbalance. And when you're taking the pill for a long time, altered gut health directly relates to altered hormone production, things serotonin, and contributes to conditions like depression and anxiety because all disease starts in the gut. And there's this crazy thing that happens when, first of all, hear me when I say, thank goodness we have SSRIs in all forms of anti-anxiety and anti-depression medication, because when we need it, we need it. And I'll be the first to write you a script until you get in a place where you feel like with some nervous system tools and nutrition, and like, we can get you out of the hole. However, SSRIs change and alter your gut flora. Your gut flora is what makes your happy neurotransmitters that make you feel good. Your gut flora is where estrogen is metabolized. And a lot of your hormones need a good balance of gut flora to be optimal. And a lot of the medications we're taking for anxiety and depression alter negatively alter the gut flora. When really, if we could see the gut and see hormones first, we could get away from depression and anxiety in the first place. Okay. Number three, long-term, common long-term stuff from birth control blood clots. This is something honestly that your conventional doc will probably tell you about and should be looking for. But just if you're like, Oh gosh, well, I am on the pill. It is working for me. I'm not going to get off of it. Pay attention to blood clots, especially if you're overweight, smoking and above 35 years old, this can be a very serious complication because again, synthetic hormones, it's like putting the wrong kind of gas into the right kind of car. It's going to go in and it's going to work. But when you hit the gas pedal, things might kind of blow up and get wonky. So regularly monitor your blood pressure as there is a heart attack and stroke risk associated with the birth control pill. Number four, nutrient deficiencies. This is, this is really important. So digestive disorders, we know the pill is that 300% likely increase from just taking the pill. So nutrient deficiencies for the pill, the, for the body to metabolize the pill, the liver requires extra amounts of vitamin B2, B6, B12, folic acid, vitamin C, vitamin E, magnesium, selenium, and zinc. And so long-term use also depletes these exact vitamins. Not only can this disrupt your gut function, but these deficiencies are also primary contributors to disease and are highly, highly linked with healthy brain function, our neuroendocrine system. In our brain, hormones connect our mind, body, and spirit. That's the psychoneuroimmunological connection. And so I definitely dealt with this when I first came off the pill. I was deficient in vitamin B, D, magnesium. These deficiencies explained a lot of my hormone imbalances, digestive problems, thyroid dysfunction, magnesium is like 
Oh my gosh. If you clinical, clinical pearl here, I always laugh at that word. We used it a lot in school and a lot of the clinical pearls were clinical milk duds and they did not help us at all. But if you were to take three supplements, a vitamin B12 with adenosilcobalamin and methylsilcobalamin, both, you need both, zinc and a magnesium. Magnesium is like the Aladdin's like magic carpet for your hormones. You need a ton of it. And if you become deficient from birth control use, your period will start to get irregular. You're going to notice your guts off, your brains off, etc. Okay. So what else can happen with long-term birth control use? We can see lowered testosterone and it doesn't really sound so scary for us, girly girls, but we actually need this hormone for health, muscle mass, energy, and libido. We want those things. We want those things into our 60s, 70s, and 80s. And the way in which the pill alters our natural hormone profile can also cause complications when trying to get pregnant after the pill. And that's also something that's such an irony, right? Like how many of us women spent like our teens to twenties and even early thirties, like trying to not get pregnant. And then when we want to get pregnant, it's like, oh crap. Cause we've shut that off. And remember hormones are energetic too. So when we stop the hormone train to the reproductive system, it's kind of, it's energetically, a lot of us notice our sacral energy center is shut down too. And so there's a lot of work to be done around inviting this back in, awakening our center, center of reproduction, creativity, expression. Yeah. So then there's the whole, well, the, it's true. The pill can decrease your risk of ovarian and endometrial cancer. And it can increase your risk of breast, liver, cervical, as it is placed in the same categories, tobacco and other carcinogens. So surely we cannot protect ourselves against all cancer. And the best way to protect yourself is to strengthen your immune system naturally through nutrition, movement, and avoiding environmental toxins or exposure. So they're going to say, here's all the, oh my gosh, look at all this cancer you won't get by taking the pill but it sets you up for plenty of other risk, which do not outweigh, in my opinion, taking the pill. Okay. So now you're thinking about talking with your doctor about coming off hormonal contraception. Yay. But you're really nervous to deal with the flood of symptoms that may potentially come back full force or even stronger than you've ever experienced them because your symptoms, PCOS, endometriosis, these are chronic infections. You don't have to live with this, but you've been taking essentially an immunosuppressant for so long that, yeah, there's probably going to be a little bit of backlash. Your body's going to be like, what the heck? I just had a blindfold on me for however long I was taking this. But the good news is you can diminish those symptoms by addressing the root cause and committing to healing your body. Not to toot my own proverbial horn, but to share with you the possibilities I'm going to remind you on this show that I've healed my own body from reproductive system distress. Everything I've been telling you, the symptoms I had are gone. I focused heavily on nutrition, natural herbal supplementation, and other holistic habits that returned my body to natural rhythm and health. And I'll get into all that. I track my cycles to a T now. And I also understand like what, and we'll get into this with the I am women program and then 
we'll have some content here on the podcast as well. But what it's like to live and know that we're women were cyclical beings. I used to think that sometimes I'm social and sometimes I'm grumpy, but there's actually like a time in our cycle we're primed to be social or primed to give public speaking or you know, this time in our cycle, it's the best time to do a DIY organizational project in your house. Like our body is set up in a really unique way when we live in a society that says, nope, you're just going to run on a 24 hour clock. You're just a small man. No, it's not how we are. So I track my cycle to know when my period is coming and then fertility awareness to avoid conception or if I don't feel ready for pregnancy. And it's possible for every woman. And the the hardest thing women are like, well, my period's not regular, but it will be. And I stopped using synthetic birth control. And really that's when all the autoimmune stuff started to rear its ugly head. And now cycles are a breeze and it's like getting my menstrual cycle. Now it's like this cathartic experience. It's like, I read in this book, wild power, the woman was like day 28 or day, like the day before her period. She's like, and I just so ready to bleed. Like there's just this energetic release that happens. Most of us are either bleeding under a new moon or a full moon. And it's a time to recalibrate our energy system, to either release, to set intentions. It's a own little like retreat once a month. This is how it used to be, ladies. There's a book called The Red Tent where you would go and you would be nourished and taken care of during your cycle, the first couple of days. And it was really a holy sacred experience. And now we're told like our bodies are dirty and oh my gosh, I'm on my period. And then put some like bleach synthetic cotton up your vagina and call it a day. Like, no, (laughs) it is time. We remember and we reclaim our sacred and divine feminine wisdom in these parts of ourselves that when we reconnect with them, our whole world changes. Okay. I digress on that. There's plenty more where that came from, but let's stick to the topic today. And as always, just know on this podcast, there is a request and feedback form on at the end of the show notes. And you can be like, oh, Jen mentioned this. I want to hear more about it. Or this is the way I learn best. Or here's a question I want to see covered on the show. I'm asking you shall receive on this podcast. And I remember being so out of touch with, like, I didn't even know when my cycle was coming. I just was like, well, it's been, I don't know, a couple of weeks, probably coming up here pretty soon. And then before I knew it, wham, bam, I was on the bathroom floor puking, literally puking, throwing up, shaking, because every single uterine cramp to try to expel this toxic and thick and heavy endometrial mining was so intense. And my mom had endometriosis too. And she had had a hysterectomy, unfortunately, before she knew about healing. And um, she told me, she was like, what you're experiencing. She's like, that's worse than childbirth. I mean, it, it just, and it comes in waves like childbirth, the PCOS and endo pain. It's just like, it is so intense. So know that I've been there. And I'm not talking to you from a place of, oh my gosh, just eat well and take some supplements and you'll be fine. Like, that's annoying. Um, No, like I've been in that like pain cave with you and there's a way out. 
So as I was saying, women were amazing rhythmic creatures and we require the beautiful dance of hormones to be healthy. And all of us should be able to avoid having a baby before we're ready. I love that about birth control. I love the societal political piece coming forward and saying like, Hey, wait a minute, women's lives and careers are just as important. We have a long way to go with that, but it put a line in the sand and said, hold on just a minute. So there's been positive things, but knowingly putting synthetic hormones that disrupt endocrine system into our bodies is destroying our natural rhythm, our fertility, our feminine energy, and sadly fertility and the health of females and males are running the same thing. And it's on the decline. I know the fertility journey. It is, it's tough. I see so many, I'm going to say something and I know it's going to be really triggering. Um, so how about this? If you are taking IVF and that is your best path, I want you to just skip a couple minutes ahead because I'm not for or against it. I'll say that, but go ahead and skip ahead. If you don't feel like in a place to receive this, I see so many women on the internet, normalizing IVF. And thank goodness, just like Lexapro, thank goodness we have it when we need it, right? Because it's very possible that you have a soul contract with a spirit baby to bring into this world and your body's just not doing it on its own. However, IVF, while a beautiful thing to have, is not the standard of care. There are so many things that we could and should be doing before And think about how much that is costing women and how much the medical system is like with their greedy, slimy, green fingers, like, come here, come on, ladies, come get some more. It's fine. And I worked in a level four NICU for years. And a lot of the babies that were conceived by IVF have a lot of complications at first that they can make it through. And don't be worried, mama, if that's the route you're going, know that that is the divine plan for you. And women who think about like, if you don't have kids yet and you're wondering about your fertility, how it's just kind of like, well, I'll just do IVF. You don't have to most of the time you do not have to, and there's a place for it. And this is, this is not for everyone, but my pet peeve is seeing it just be so normal and glorified for IVF when it's literally like put down the eggs, put down the gluten, put down the dairy. Let's look at your stress. Let's get your progesterone back in balance. Let's do some energy healing to remove sexual trauma, abortions, miscarriages out of the womb. And then women get pregnant and they're, so I'm going to stop there, but just know, now, you know, that's how I feel about that. (laughs) And we really are in this place where we need to accept the reality of what's happening and then work to reclaim the natural rhythms in which the way our body was designed to work. And I'm for effective family planning in a way of like ladies, like when we, you know, we were building a business or doing something with our lives that setting our soul on fire and we don't feel it's time on an ethereal sense. You can tell those spirit babies, say, I'm going to need you to wait. (laughs) And they will. Spirit babies is a really, really good book, by the way. If you want to understand more about that connection, I'd say babies are probably some of the the most 
frequent energies or souls that I see clients connecting with in an energy healing session. Um, and you, and before a baby's born, like even when you're carrying a baby and, and you're pregnant, the first breath is when that baby soul comes into body. So you can have a very spiritual experience, preconception and during pregnancy before birth with your baby. And a lot of moms are like, yeah, my baby named themselves and told me when they were coming and told me what gender they were. And I got to know my baby almost like a friend, almost like an adult kind of energy. And then they were born and I got to live, be their mom through their life. And it's, that's actually really normal. And if you're like, uh, I thought I was going to get on here for some science. Well, this is the podcast where science and spirit meet. And also this is so normal. Like our doctors should be like, when, when we get, you know, find out we're pregnant and we go in for that first OB visit. So like, are you connecting with your spirit baby? And like, then I'm going to talk about that, but okay. I digress. So all of this about our hormones, the pill, and how the pill is being given to supposedly balance our hormones. But what about if our hormones are out of whack and we're not on the pill and we don't want to take the pill? Let's get into that. So are your hormones out of whack? How can you tell? Maybe you just feel a little off or your elaborate came back concerning or non-concerning or your. <laughs> I have to be careful with my speech. Your doctor is like, I just think of my dad's endocrinologist who thank God retired. And we found a new one who we love. He was just a hoot and his opinions on things. I mean, he's like, Oh, you're fine. Never did a, a foot exam on my diabetic type one diabetic dad in 25 years, 25 years. Anyways. So your labs, they might not be fine. And your doctor will probably tell you they're fine. Don't have conventional medicine, read your labs. If there is an abnormal fluctuation in your hormones, chances are you're likely feeling the effects in your body. You will, because hormones are energy. They're going to affect your physical body. For women, here's some common symptoms. We notice changes in our cycle or peri-postmenopausal. We just feel like we're on a roller coaster ride. Low energy, weight loss resistance, hot flashes, brain fog, thinning hair, brittle nails, dry skin, low libido and mood and energy irregularities. Men may too notice low energy, weight gain in hips, pecs, or thighs, kind of like womenly places to have have weight instead of like a big old belly, and a big old belly can be part of it. Thinning hair, low libido, and, and potence, and oftentimes anger or irritability. Men all the time, their, you know, their testosterone's crashing, and the doctor's like, oh, you're depressed. Here's some Wellbutrin to mask that anger and irritability when that's not doing it. So what causes our hormones to go into disarray? Oftentimes we think my hormones are out of whack. So now I have this condition, this PCOS, endo, infertility, endocrine disorder, low testosterone, whatever. So what came first, the hormone balance or the diagnosis, (laughs) the chicken or the egg, right? Your body doesn't care what the label is. It's like, I've been dealing with the same old crap for years. And now you're just finally telling me. Instead of playing the diagnosis and the name blame, like let's find the real culprits of the hormone, hormone dysfunction. So I'm going to talk about four likely factors causing your hormone disruption. All four of these key factors cause inflammation in the body. 
And in most cases of hormone dysfunction, I work with the client's lab work shows the body is still indeed producing the hormone. However, the problem lies within absorption, availability, the ability of a cell to use it. For example, oh man, the thyroid. <laughs> it's such a complex art. I love hormones. I told a client this yesterday on her call, actually. I was like, and she does um like medicine retreats and she's a medicine woman intuitive. And so we just have a lot of fun conversations in the medical and other space. And I said, she was like, well, what, what should we do with my blend? We're trying to find that perfect sweet spot for her. And I was like, well, let me feel into it. And I'm like using my intuition and really have just put down the science for a second to, to see what she needs. And I was like, that I think is why hormones and endocrine is like my sweet spot in medicine, because it's literally an art and it's where intuition gets to come into science, like where science and spirit get to meet and hang out. So what I'm saying about hormones are not a plus B equals C. They're not black and white. For example, a lot of people who are see that their T3, their thyroid hormone T3 is low. It's not anything to do with their thyroid. It's a conversion problem in the liver. Nine times out of 10, when T3 is low, I see the liver's congested, high liver enzymes, high cholesterol, different things going on. And T4 and the T3 conversion happening in the liver is not taking place. We get the liver cleaned up. Oh my gosh, their thyroid is totally fine. So just an example. So you know that hormones are not black and white. Okay. Hormone replacement therapy too can be detrimental. We're going to talk about the one kind that I really like and work with at the end. But again, we have to identify and resolve the root cause of the imbalance and not destroy the body's innate ability to produce, absorb, utilize the hormone. So the four things, the inflammatory culprits stem from toxicity in the body, stress, perceived or physical, nutrient deficiencies and infections. So let's go into each one a little bit deeper. Toxicity. When your doctor tells you you're toxic, they don't necessarily mean it's your attitude and you won't be invited to Friendsgiving dinner next year. <laughs> if a practitioner refers to your body as being in a state of toxicity, they likely mean your body has a plenteous burden of pathogens like viruses, bacteria, heavy metals, endocrine disruptors, plastics, carcinogenic chemicals trapped inside, literally in your liver, in your cells, causing inflammation. When the body creates inflammation surrounding the cell, think of that great wall of China analogy. It's protecting itself from these organisms. And it surely does a great job of building that wall to keep out the bad guys, right? But remember that inflammation also detracts from hormone absorption into the cell. If you have a great wall of China in your front yard and your friend's trying to bring you a casserole, she can't get in. And neither can your hormones with all of this inflammation. So if we can rid the body of toxicity, your body will be like, okay, well, time to start to chip away at these bricks and the great wall. And it's going to slowly deconstruct this proverbial wall of inflammation and all systems can return to happy homeostasis. Number two. So we have toxicity, inflammatory culprits for hormone imbalance. Number two is stress. Well, hello, modern day life. Whether it's a cupcake, a concern or a catastrophe, the body takes a cortisol hit from a myriad of factors. Stress in the body releases cortisol. Cortisol induces insulin surges. And if this continues for prolonged periods of time, then insulin resistance. 
insulin resistance looks like out of whack hormones, extra weight around the middle. And something to say about cortisol is the higher the cortisol, the lower the progesterone in your body. The higher the cortisol, the more your thyroid's going to be out of line. Progesterone is the life giver hormone. Progest for life is literally what it means. So your body is not picky when it comes to a stressor. It can literally be the thoughts in your mind. Yeah. Yep. That are creating high levels of cortisol or the tiger chasing you down the street, (laughs) either one. And a crappy diet will give you the exact same reaction in your body. Processed foods or lack of adequate nutrition or a lack of carbohydrate consumption, hello, gluconeogenesis. You can hear about that in the keto episode will cause the body to release stress hormone as well. Okay. So we have toxicity. We have stress. Number three, nutrient deficiencies. Proper nutrient intake is as vital as filling up your car with gasoline. Like if you don't have nutrients in your body, the car's not going to run. Nutrients are the gasoline to the body's car and the gasoline it prefers looks like a rainbow. So eat the rainbow. A diet abundant in living foods, which contains high levels of vitamins, minerals, enzymes is crucial to provide the body with the building blocks it needs to adequately produce and utilize hormone intrinsically. So supplements, like I mentioned, B12, zinc, magnesium, selenium, glutathione, molybendamum, all can be found in your food. The more living foods you consume, the higher your nutrient intake will will soar. Because living foods sink raw fruits and veggies, steamed foods still hold a lot of value, but even we're, I'm not opposed to eat, cook food, be a human, but like, are you getting juices, salads, raw fruit, raw veggies into your diet? Because these living foods are going to have a way different antioxidant profile. And those antioxidants buddy up with hormones and make your body very happy. And then the supplements, they're helpful, but only after you first seek to make changes with your diet. And due to the condition of most of the soil, our food is already deficient in nutrients like B12 and zinc. That's why those are two of the top ones I recommend. So if you are seeing a practitioner, This happens in functional medicine all the time. It's become green pharmacy, super annoyed about that. (laughs) Okay. Actually, we'll probably have an episode on that, like things to look out for in the functional medicine space, because it's become, in my opinion, in some places, almost just as corrupt. So if you're seeing a practitioner who's more concerned with selling you like two to six supplements and not strategically addressing your living food intake, that is highly problematic. I healed my autoimmune PCOS, insulin resistance, and all chronic symptoms using nutrition and very little supplementation, maybe about two to three products consistently during my really intense healing years. And now I do more because it's fun and I like to optimize. But if you have a practitioner who's like pushing supplements and not talking about food, it's time to switch. Okay. The last one on the list. So we're talking about the inflammatory culprits for hormone imbalance. We have toxicity, stress. We just went over nutrient deficiencies. And now let's talk about infections. This is probably my favorite one because people don't realize what's making them sick. And they think their body's just broken when really there's like an unwanted guest that needs to go. 
that we can put up boundaries to. Just like if you had someone staying in your house that you really wanted to go, you would start to instill boundaries. Well, food, supplements, sunshine, clean air, hormone balance, all of these things are boundaries to infections. So there are living organisms hindering the immune system, including viruses like Epstein-Barr, herpes families, bacteria like gram-negative rod, found in the gut and sinus cavities, mold, fungus, candida, opportunistic parasites, all of it. A strong, healthy immune system can handle exposure to one or more of these infectious organisms, and it can eradicate the pathogen from the body effectively. However, if your body already has an abundance of coexisting infections, so like hormone imbalance, autoimmune, chronic illness, like that's us. Once you have one, it's a vicious cycle involving the others. It one, like I've seen bars, like a terrorist, it knocks it down. And then these little pesky neighborhood kids who are stealing Starburst from the, the, the uh, gasoline store, what's it called? Gas station, like parasites. That's a good analogy. Like big, heavy hitting viruses, they knock you down so that you have a parasite infection. And then you're going to get sold some crazy parasite cleanse, which actually isn't the most important thing that you need. So you are likely highly inflamed with a weakened or distracted immune system with lots of co-infections. We can support the body with nutritional therapy to strengthen its own immune system, sweep out the infections. And I have paid a heavy penny for supplements and medication I thought would be my cure only to find out after a depleted bank account, the base of healing really is nutrition and energy looking at our emotions and looking at our food. So we already pay money to eat. So why not use the dollars that we're already spending to double up as our medicine as well? It will work. It will work. So those are your four things to look at. If you're like, why are my hormones not right? Toxicity, stress, nutrient deficiencies, infections. You can run tests. You can have tests run to see which ones are your big culprits. Okay. Now, I mean, let's shed a little light. Our bodies are truly amazing. Your body can heal and organically correct hormone imbalance. Solid foundation of nutrition. Work with someone who understands the intricacies of nutritional therapy and is not just trying to sell you some supplement crap. Ditch the sabotaging foods from your diet, bring in living foods, and start to understand your energy field and your emotions. You will heal. Finally. I know this podcast is a long one. (laughs) Pause for a moment. Take a breath of fresh air. Get a drink. We're going to talk about nine steps to heal now. So we've talked about birth control. We've talked about the root causes. And now like, what do we do about it? This is exactly what I would give a client. And these nine steps, especially if you or someone you love has PCOS, this is your roadmap. Roadmap, endometriosis, PCOS, hormone imbalance, chronic illness. This is for you. Speaking of PCOS, because we didn't talk about it as much as we did endometriosis or polycystic ovarian syndrome by allopathic terms. (laughs) I Googled this. (laughs) Source, Google. PCOS is a very common hormone problem for women of childbearing age. Very common. Yeah, it's very common, but why don't we use it? Okay. We're going to do something about it today. PCOS is a very common hormone problem for women of childbearing age. Women with PCOS may not ovulate, have high levels of androgens, and have many small cysts on the ovaries. 
PCOS can cause missed or irregular menstrual periods, excess hair growth, acne, infertility, and weight gain. PCOS cannot be cured, but the symptoms can be managed with medication. Treatment options can vary because some with PCOS may experience a range of symptoms or just one. Well, thanks, Google. Well, they left me out of that study um, because my PCOS is gone, so I don't know what they have to say about that. And <laughs> it's there was a key point there. They're like, women of childbearing age. Okay, so it's hormonal. Cyst on the ovaries. Do you remember me saying that in this podcast so far, so like two years ago when we started, because this is a long one, that I was saying that the body is like super duper smart. And when there's a foreign invader, an infection, a virus, whatever it, it be coming into the body, it's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and protect myself now. Polycystic ovarian syndrome, cyst on the ovaries. When there's infections in and around the ovaries, the body likes to take things and put them in little balls to deal with later and say, get out of here, cyst, right? PCOS is a chronic infection and toxicity problem. It's not just something that happens to you. It's not just a hormone problem willy-nilly for women of childbearing age. Thank you, Dr. Google. That just happens. It's infection. It's toxicity. It's stress. Women with PCOS have drastically low progesterone. They're very heavy laden with cortisol. So even if you don't have PCOS, it is likely that you have hormonal imbalance if you're not feeling well. So we will get into all of this. Acne, hair loss, low libido, irregular menses, painful menses, excess body hair, mood swings, bloating, and fatigue are all symptoms of very common conditions so many of us suffer from. Hormone imbalance happens like literally I've met without intention. I've never met someone who has really great hormones because this world, the way we're living sets us up to have really not great hormones and probably you or your closest gal pals struggling with symptoms. I just mentioned, and you know what? I am sick and tired of women just having to deal. These symptoms are not normal. They're common, but they're not normal. And being told to live with these conditions is unacceptable. The healthcare system, we have to do better. And where I see in this like functional medicine pockets and practitioners that I've linked arms with, we're kind of like pulling away and creating our own little systems over here and it's working. And then, you know, like take me to the ER. If I cut off my arm, like don't bring me to functional medicine to run my labs about hormones. (laughs) I digress. So giving us the pill, calling us moody, telling us, oh, we'll just cut your uterus out. That's not going to solve it. This is just projecting the system's ineptitude on the woman, which deflects responsibility. And I'm not about it. So women, when we're struck down by chronic conditions, the life of our planet suffers. When we women are not at our best, we're being held back from connecting, creating, nurturing, loving, and doing what we do best, uniting. The data shows that actually power and wealth in the hands of women results in a more equally distributed society. So can you imagine a society where every woman was on her A game? She's not in bed. She's not feeling hormonal. She's not like, oh, I just, I'm trying to get through the day. She's thriving, not surviving. When the woman in a culture remain ill and disempowered, society remains heavy and heavy, heavy, too much masculine patriarchal energy. And men and women are hurt by this. 
where every human is out from themselves. We're focused on structure and function versus flow and unity. We need a balance of masculine and feminine energy to prosper and thrive. And hormones are energetic. So ladies, we can change the way we live, work, and play by taking care of our health. It's not vain. It's not selfish. If you need another motive, hear those words that I just mentioned, what our world could be like. And let's do something about it. So if you've got some hormones that are not feeling right, let's dive into these nine steps. The final part to heal hormone imbalance, PCOS and endometriosis naturally. Number one, big surprise. Food is medicine. We need to address our diets and the foods triggering our symptoms. Your biggest four, if you have PCOS or endo, gluten, dairy, eggs, and soy, they feed pathogens. End of discussion. You can write me hate mail, but you will probably notice yourself not healed until you eliminate those for a period of time. Sometimes it takes eliminating more than just these three perpetrators and then identifying what other steps need to be added through individual nutrition consultation to reach further healing. And if you don't know where to start, start with those four or start with bringing in the good. You can also start to transform your diet to a plant-based living food lifestyle, high fat, high animal protein at every meal, like sausage, bacon, eggs, oils, nuts, seeds, avocado. Like we are, we have way too much fat in our diet. I promise we've been told to avoid fruit, sweet potatoes, starchy vegetables in exchange for eggs. Literally the word, I promise you, if you have PCOS, like that's the first thing it's got to go. We can do another show on it. Meat at every meal. You don't have to be a vegan, but watch your carbon dioxide levels, your uric acid, the pH of your blood, not be beneficial when you're too heavy with animal protein. And then we take our green veggies and we saturate them in gobs of oil, which congest our liver. And then the hormone processes, the, your backbone of your sex hormones are made in the liver and a liver. That's like, Oh God, I just had all this pork and ribs and I've got oil and mac and cheese and all this stuff to process. It's, it's like, I got to get this through. I don't have time for hormones. So don't oblige to the fruit fear. Trust that fruits, vegetables, honey, maple syrup, dates, sweet potatoes, leafy greens, through the miracle drug for your hormone imbalance. So some quick suggestions, brassica family vegetables, steamed or raw help to detoxify the liver and help excrete excess hormones and pathogens in the body, especially estrogens. So brassica family, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, zucchini can even fall in there. If you need a good flush, have a big old plate, a brassica family, leafy greens at every meal, smoothie in the morning, salad at lunch, soup at dinner, steam, stir fry, something like that. Raw, if you can, is a really great tool. Eating tons of fruit, preferably eaten away from heavy fats and protein. You'll notice your blood sugars actually improve. Fruit is a golden ticket. High quality fats, avocado, coconut oil, wild salmon, And if you're eating meat, grass-fed, wild, think high quality. We have to keep your blood thin, hydrated, and oxygenated to heal and get away from some of those acidic states. And buy organic when possible. So glyphosate is increasing. This is no new news. It's and taking over estrogen dominance in our bodies, you know, estrogens. My advice, buy organic when you can. Know what the dirty dozen and the clean 15 are. And then 
wash your celery or whatever you're juicing or preparing and seventh generation free and clear soap to get a lot of the pesticides. Cause we're seeing that even organic is, is not what it could or should be. Right. Just something to think about. Okay. So number two, blood sugar balancing by strengthening the adrenals and healing the liver. You are supporting the organs that work to balance your blood sugar beyond your pancreas. When you're beginning your healing journey, these organs are often overtaxed and weak, which means eating every two to three hours when you're awake, when you start eating is really supportive. As you heal, fasting will be a powerful tool to help you detox even further. And here's what's funny about fasting. The intermittent fasting studies, these are never done on women, by the way. They just, I don't know why they left us out. And you can intermittent fast for women. I recommend eight to 12 hours max. And then when your body naturally says, okay, it's time to eat and waking up, not hungry and not being hungry is actually not a flex. It's an indicator you're running on cortisol. So you do want to wake up or get hungry earlier in the day. One thing that I notice is I prefer fasted workouts in the morning, whether it's like yoga, walking, CrossFit, et cetera. But I often notice my hunger go away after the workout. And so I have to mentally tell myself, okay, you have to eat. You have to get your juice or your smoothie or whatever in so that your body is not running off of cortisol. And it really does make a big difference. So blood sugar balance, think about lowering your fat and protein. Look at the keto episode. There'll be more on this. Purchase my symptomless functional medicine course. If you're like, that is bizarre bananas. I can even get behind that. I will give you all the science. It will work. And then look to nourish your adrenal glands by eating every two to three hours. Okay. So step number one to heal was food is medicine. Step number two, blood sugar balancing. Step number three is stress. Okay. (laughs) Your body is worth way more than that high stress corporate job. That's making you miserable. Once you heal your body, you will uncover talents, gifts, possibilities for yourself. And as you're healing with your newfound health and energy, vitality that you never dreamed possible. As I started to heal my body, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I remember thinking entrepreneur, that's like what people major in in college. They don't know what they want to do with their life. And now I'm like entrepreneur, that's like the way to go. And it didn't start to happen for me until I started to heal my body because my frequency changed my body. My energy field like had more abundant vitality and I was then available for things that would require more of me. So if you're stressed, which we all are quieting the mind, body and spirit and meditation, yoga, prayer, devotional time, journaling, taking a walk, Connecting to your soul and our creator will invoke a passion and purpose in you when you really take the time to truly connect and hear from our God of the universe about your healing. So, okay. I'm saying I was muted. I'm not muted. I'm here. So we have food, blood sugars, stress. Remember, the more stressed you are, the more out of whack your hormones are going to be. There is a sacred third. Trauma is going to tell us I have to either build my own fortune 500 company or stay in a corporate life forever. There is a sacred third. Could it be that a passion that you love? I have a friend who started her own Etsy shop just because she loved cricketing. 
And that started to take off and she was able to reduce her, her nursing hours by almost two thirds of her schedule. And she does both. There's a sacred third. She, she loves being helping moms and babies. And she also loves her creativity and her artwork. Number four, eliminate toxins and chemicals to relieve the endocrine system of endocrine disruptors that are prohibiting your body from producing and absorbing chemicals in healthy proportions. We got to clean out our cabinets, cleaning products, beauty products, nail polish, perfumes, soaps, lotions are the biggest culprits. As you empty out the current products you're learning are toxic, you can begin to swap non-organic products out with more natural solutions. You can do it slowly. I remember the days, I remember specifically this memory. This was before my healing journey. I was sick and I went and bought a bunch of like Clorox and bleach and Lysol and all this cleaning. And I just completely deep cleaned in the fall, my apartment. And I remember feeling like a bag of crap after I got done cleaning. I was like, I feel terrible. And I lay by an open window. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. And it never crossed my mind that all those endocrine disruptors in, in the Febreze that I would spray. Oh my gosh. I would go through like bottles a week. They are so bad. If you are running a business or you have control over like the plugins, please in public places, do not have those in. Now, once my body cleaned or now that my body is cleaned out of those things, if I go into summer that has, it's just like laden with the like Glade plugins or breeze. Oh my gosh. You can feel it. Right. I know a lot of, you know what I'm talking about and it's a lot better. It used to be, I, it would wipe me out for the day. Now my body is just like. It's like someone just keeps tapping you, tapping you, tapping you. And your body's like, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. It's hard to like be present in those places. And perfumes and colognes. We have beautiful essential oils. I'm looking at my Valor essential oil right now. I love wearing it as a perfume. I love rose. I love vanilla. If And think about where you usually put your perfume and cologne around your endocrine system, thyroid gland. Terrible. We can do a whole episode on this. And if you have questions or you would like some information specifically, go ahead and use that podcast form below. But literally, if you're struggling with your hormones, this information is pretty readily available on the internet. You got to ditch the cleaning products and the perfumes and swap out for more natural options. Okay. Number five, hydration and living water. Hydration is key to flush excess toxins and hormones going rogue inside your body out. Living water in the form of infused water with lemons, limes, grapefruit, ginger, mint, cucumber, any infusion you prefer. Also fresh cold pressed juices, hydration. If you think the H2O molecule has to have an enzyme to enter the cell. So when, when we're just drinking straight water, which please drink your water, don't make it too complicated, but a lot of the water you, you take in the day, like living water, lemon in the morning, a cold pressed juice, we need enzymes and living foods to transport H2O with an enzyme into the cell. And then you'll also have vital mineral salts and glucose that your body needs to thrive through these infusions or infused water juices, etc. Number six to heal hormone imbalance sleep. And if I get it, it's a, it's like this vicious cycle. If your hormones are imbalanced, you can't sleep. I have a little tip and trick here at number nine for that. Your new BFF, as you delve into this healing process of balancing your hormones is like eight to 10 hours of sleep at night. 
And this is normal. I often tell people in their healing journey, like think about a toddler's sleeping schedule. That's your, that's your new sleeping schedule. And we fight it and we hate it, but it works. And you also, what's important, the immune system works most efficiently from 10 PM to 2 AM. So if you can set your circadian rhythm to more of like a farmer's early bed, early to rise schedule, you're going to notice that your hormones start to optimize. And sometimes we honestly get sleepy around seven or 8 PM. And then we push ourselves, which creates a cortisol spike. And then we're tired and wired and we can't fall asleep. So just notice the schedules we're creating for our toddlers are really beneficial for our healing. And what often happens is we get hormone hormones imbalance or hormones supplemented. Women and men will tell me, Jen, I'm sleeping like nine hours a night. This is not productive. This is not practical. And I'm like, nine hours, that's great. And I'm like, do you feel rested? Yes. Do you feel good? Yes. But I don't have time to sleep nine hours. If you do not have time to sleep eight to nine hours a night, your life needs reevaluated. And maybe that's five nights a week or four nights or whatever, but I'm, I promise you, your life needs reevaluated. Okay. Number seven to heal sweat and elimination detox pathways wide open. We have excess hormones in the body and are flushing toxins from deep within organs as we cleanse and heal. A lot of times we feel worse as we start to cleanse a daily sweat and daily, at least one minimum bowel movement are absolutely necessary to properly excrete substances that are not serving our body. You got to poop and you got to sweat and you got to do it daily and you got to do it a lot. These, there are specific xenobiotics. So think toxins, chemicals from foreign substances that can only be excreted through sweat, only through sweat. I highly recommend a hot yoga class and infrared sauna, hot works. Infrared saunas are like God's gift. We have one in the basement bought it during the pandemic every day. It's in my gratitude list. My health further changed significantly after I got that things really started to feel better or gentle exercise, a rebounder, a traditional sauna will get you sweating, whatever you need to do, get sweating. It's going to remove so much that other, even food can't touch their sweat. Okay. Two more. We're going to get there. We are going to get there. Number eight, remove toxins and infections. So this is along the same lines of what we talked about nutrition, sweating, fasting. I'm, I like juice fasting because it supports your adrenals while also flushing you out herbal remedies. This is your last piece of the puzzle. And you have to have strong adrenals for this last part. So go one through seven, get all of that mastered and then worry about some of the fancy cleanses, protocol supplements, other ways. Enemas, colonics can be a really great way to remove toxins and infections in the gut. I can't recommend them enough. And then a little word on coffee enemas. They are all the rage. And oh, that's, this is another one. <laughs> I always say I'm the black sheep of functional medicine. Some people are doing them and feeling amazing. Coffee is very acidic and in any way put into the GI tract is going to, to cause some side effects. It's also going to produce an intense adrenaline spike every time you do it. 
So what I suggest, instead of coffee enemas, keep doing your enemas daily if you want. Warm, filtered water. That's it. If you want some sort of astringent, something to clean you out, squeeze a lemon and do that. It's a different kind of acidity. Actually, lemons are alkaline. They're going to they're gonna change your blood pH to be beneficial. So keep the detox pathways open, remove the infections. Number nine, consider safe and effective hormonal support therapy. If it comes, if, if you're taking a bioidentical, so we talked about birth control, we know it's fake hormones and we know it's crap. If it comes, if it's a bioidentical, and it comes in a pill, a pellet, a shot, a cream, I don't recommend it. NP school taught me only to provide synthetic and prescribe like fake hormones. Functional medicine taught me about bioidenticals, but then I was watching all these people on them. I'm like, you hate your life. You're having all these terrible side effects. So I wanted none of it until I met, I call her my fairy godmother. She is the owner of O'Brien Pharmacy in Mission, Kansas. Her name is Lisa. She'll be on the podcast with us next week. And she opened my eyes about women's hormones. I'm so excited to bring her on. So if you have questions, definitely submit those. Um, If you have access to me on social media, Inspire Health by Jen on Instagram, send me a DM. Because I'll probably, by the time you listen to this, I'll probably be getting ready to record with her. So I love your questions. I have a lot for her, but like, what are you thinking about? She really opened my eyes to hormones done in a different way. I only personally prescribe trochies, which avoid first pass liver metabolism. Cause when hormones go through your mouth or a suppository or shot or pellet, they have to be processed by the liver. And then you have all these weird metabolites and the, the liver's like, well, I'm going to change that hormone a little bit. And then you're getting these side effects. And then your liver's even more tired and the liver has plenty to do. It does not need to metabolize your hormones. So trochies are a buccal administration system between your gum and upper back cheek. Like you're hiding your gum from a teacher. We've all been there. And sometimes we have steps one through eight in place and our bodies need more. And in my opinion, every woman could benefit. And instead of getting birth control passed out like candy, I believe we should be prescribing safe and effective hormonal support therapy instead. So this is the final step because for the bioidenticals to do their best job, all other pieces of the puzzle need to be in order. The hormones are like the male and steps one through eight are like the mailbox. Okay. So these chemical messengers, hormones need the structure made by nutrition, sleep, hydration, exercise, detoxification to be able to go to the right receptor site and do their job. So think about this. If you didn't have a mailbox and the male woman brought your mail, she would just like willy nilly have to throw it in your front yard. Remember steps one through eight mailbox hormones, mail, mail is thrown all over front yard because there was no mailbox. Okay. Same with the hormones. You don't get the, get all the benefits until all the pieces of the puzzle are in place and your hormones need a a safe, sturdy structure to respond to. Biggest thing, don't take hormones that pass through your liver, my loves. Okay. Oh, and one more thing. I didn't have this in my notes, but I, for today, but I do want to say this testing. Don't let your conventional doctor be the end all be all of your hormone labs, please. I recommend that everyone start with a Dutch cycle mapping and complete test along with a serum blood draw just for a baseline. I run these two tests more commonly in my practice and routinely. I run them more than anything else. And I run them for myself over and over again. 
We will talk all about how to read your own test in my I am woman course coming up, or depending on when you're hearing this podcast, you can always buy the course replay for purchase, but let's pause here for today. This was a long one. And we live in an era where we have an abundance of information, but we have a lack of embodiment of what we actually learn. So before we go any further, you just, you got a lot of information. We talked about birth control and what's happening long-term. We talked about root causes to hormone imbalance and conditions like PCOS. And then we talked about nine steps on how to heal. What was one or two things that really stuck out to you today? that your body kind of lit up when I said one to two things that your body is asking you to do, write these down, put them in a note, your phone, tap your collarbone. Okay. 27 point tap and say what they are and still them into the subconscious and practice those said things this next week. And a deep breath in hand on my heart. I solemnly promise you These nine steps done with diligence and patience will work to heal your hormone imbalance naturally. I've seen it work on my body. I've seen it work in so many of my clients to date. Timing is different for every individual body. In one month's time, you should see changes. You know, four weeks, your your body's going to start to change. Could take four months, four years for some people. Took me a couple. And then I became a different person. And seven years later, from the start of my healing journey, I can confidently say all of my chronic conditions, symptoms, they're permanently gone. And there were so many days in those years I wanted to give up. I'm glad I didn't. And I was sick of being different, you know? No, you're different. You're set apart for a reason. And I know that your body can heal too. So as always, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We have a question form at the bottom of the show notes. If you have a specific question or need that you'd like addressed on this podcast, remember asking you shall receive. Please, please, please. If this podcast has been serving you, help the message reach thousands. All we need you to do is subscribe and leave a review on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Put a couple fancy mentions about how this podcast has been helping you hit five stars and this podcast will be able to reach the masses. Thank you so much. And until next week, my friends. Ladies, you are the only person who will ever fully understand and know your body. You are the only person who knows what's best for your body. Your doctor isn't designed to be your body's authority. And your medical team is actually just a group of experts to help teach you about your body so that you can make informed decisions. Consider them like library books on your bookshelf. The word doctor in Latin literally means teacher. Nowhere does it ever translate to your body's authority. In this I Am Woman program, I'm inviting you to. I'm stepping into teacher and out of authority so that you can take the reins and know what is best for your body because it's time. Women, we have been managed by authorities for far too long, and it's time we step into our power over our own bodies. So close your eyes and feel into the following possibilities. Reclaiming your female power and divine creativity. Exploring your pelvic bowl 
and somatic dance. Learning to feel and understand the energetics behind hormone imbalance. Learning how to understand the hormonal cycle for pre, peri, and postmenopausal women to optimize the body's work, mood, and play. Learning to live accordingly to our hormones so that we don't feel like a loose cannon at all times. And hallelujah, learning to get our libido back. Learning how to heal cycles, naturally using food, minerals, vitamins, nervous system tools like adaptogens, infrared, and somatic practices. We're going to learn how to conceive or not to conceive. We're going to learn how to read our own hormone blood work, Dutch test, and near and dear to my heart, we're going to learn how to heal HHV, HPV, and other STIs without the stigma. This program is going to provide an opportunity for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy through trophy administration and not pills, pellets, shots, creams, and potions that stress the liver and wreak havoc in the gut. And lastly, this program, the I Am Women program I'm inviting you to, is going to eliminate high cost of individual work with a practitioner while maintaining the same quality of care. And bonus, you can develop a community of women who share similar values for body, mind, and spirit. During the six weeks together, we're going to uncover a divine feminine energy that is this life force begging to be released and lead into lead us into our health, wealth, and happiness. And of course, there will be energy healing. So I'm inviting you to this I Am One program that begins March 6th. And those who sign up for the earlier bird special will get my symptomless functional medicine course and or my energy healing medicine course for free. So this six week container will have six 90 minute sessions with me. You're gonna have your own Dutch test and hormone lab panels, guest speakers, fertility guide, cycle syncing guide, and moon wisdom guide for all women of every part of pre, peri, post-menopause. An added bonus we got really excited about is a group boxer chat during the six weeks. So you'll have me on your cell and can ask me any questions at any time. And then you will have the I Am Woman course where all of this is recorded and this information is kept sacred lifelong. So question, Jen, if I've been a client or have done testing with you, can I still take this live course? Well, of course, there's no way that we've covered all the content we'll be learning in the subject area one-on-one, and you can select the with testing or without testing if you've had tests done previously in the last six months or sooner. So go ahead and scroll down to the podcast show notes, check out the link and join us for the I Am Women program.